Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. As I begin to ask the Lord what to share today, I just, I, I felt compelled to go back to the beginning, the genesis of overflow. Why do we exist? And there's a scripture in John 7, 38 on the, on the day of the Feast of Tab- Tabernacles, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. It says that Jesus, in John chapter 7, it says that Jesus stood up and in a loud voice. A lot of times we don't like to think of Jesus. We think Jesus is kind of like that stoic guy in those 70s movies. You know, kind of creepy Jesus and, you know, unhuman. And it says this, that he raised his voice. Listen, whoever believes in me, whoever believes, whoever trusts in me, will be wells of living water. You won't just drink from the river. We like to say it like this. You drink of Jesus, the river takes over. And that's what happens when you come to Jesus. He he doesn't just satisfy your thirst. He creates something in you that is life-producing. So when you show up at work, people want him. When you show up to family meal times or family birthday parties, people go, there's something different. They might not say it, but they recognize it. They recognize that you are a source of living water. You're not the source, but Jesus is using you as a place. You are a well. You are a place that people come to drink from. And so just a few chapters before John chapter 7 is John chapter 4. And Jesus has this encounter with a woman. She's a Samaritan woman, and she's just out doing her daily thing. She's going to the well, just like she did every day. She has a jug, and she goes. And Jesus shows up at this well. This is in John chapter 4. I might read some of it, but I I like to tell it. And it says this, that, that Jesus goes in to this little area, and it's just her and him. He sent his disciples, they were hungry, so the disciples went into town to get some food. And Jesus shows up at the well, and there's this woman there. And it's Jacob's well. It's It's a famous well. And Jesus asks her for a drink. Now, there's some issues here. First of all, she's a woman. And good Jewish boys don't really talk to women, especially when they're alone, especially in public. And not only is she a woman, she's a Samaritan woman. And Jews don't associate with Samaritans. She's kind of off limits. Not only that, she's a woman whose life is a wreck. She's been married multiple times. She's living in adultery. She's living with a guy she's not married to. Most scholars believe that she was a prostitute. And so Jesus shows up at this well, and he asks this woman 
this immoral woman that he's not supposed to be talking to for a drink. And she's like, who are you, a Jew, asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink? I want to pick up and read it in case I miss something. And it says in John chapter 4, verse 9, The woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And Jesus said, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew who I was, if you knew the gift of this moment, you would have asked him for a drink. You would have asked him for a drink and and he would give you living water. And she doesn't quite get it yet. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. You just showed up without a jug, unprepared. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well to drink from? And Jesus says in verse 13, he says, everyone who drinks from this water, pointing at the well, everyone who drinks from this water will thirst again. You'll be thirsty again. You'll come and you'll get a drink, but tomorrow you'll need to rehydrate. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. They'll never thirst for anything else. In fact, lady, you've been thirsty for affirmation that you've moved on from man to man to feel loved, to feel accepted. You're just a thirsty woman. But I'm telling you, if you will drink of me, I will give you a drink and you'll never thirst for another man. I'm the last man you'll ever thirst for. Come on. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring. There it is again. Drink of Jesus, the river takes over. A spring of living water up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here every day to draw. And he said, go call your husband and come back. And she says, well, I have no husband. He's like, well... You're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had a five husband and the man you're with now is not even your husband. Sir, the woman says, verse 19, I can see that you're a prophet. And that's a little scary because I know how prophets of old have treated women like me or proclaiming prophets have treated women like me. And then she begins to plead her case. She said, our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you, a Jew, claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. What, what, are, you doing, what are you doing talking about all this? You, aren't, you, aren't you supposed to, we, we worship here, you worship there. What, what, what are you talking about? And Jesus said, believe me, woman, a time is coming where you'll worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews, not for the Jews, from the Jews. It's also for the Jews, but it's also for the Gentiles. And he said, yet a time has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and 
truth. They'll be fully invested in their worship, in truth, in reality, in the way that they live, and in spirit. They'll have, they'll have spirit about their worship. Come on, God, God didn't call you to come and reflect today. He called you to come and be spirit-filled in your adoration to him. Spirit and truth. They are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. And she says this, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I'm he. I'm the one. I'm the one you've been longing for. I'm the one you've been thirsty for. I'm the one that all the people have been studying for all these years, all these decades, living all these ways to somehow see him. Guess what? I showed up at the well today, woman. I showed up to be in the mundane of your life, the place where you go to every day. I'm here to reveal to you that I'm not just some man on the, on the, on the, of the words on a page. I am a man that came to give you a drink, and when you drink, you'll never thirst for anything again, I'll give you everything that you've been longing for. I can tell you, you've been looking for things, and I've been looking for things. We've all been looking for things. We've all been looking for something to fill that emptiness inside of us. We've been scrolling, and we've been clicking, and we've been hoping we would have more notifications today than we did yesterday because we had this emptiness in our heart that says, I want to be affirmed, and I want to be loved. And can I tell you today that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has come to invade your mundane, to come in and get into your life and to stop the scroll and to stop the searching and say, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for worshipers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show up in your life. I'm going to show up in a warehouse in Grand Prairie, Texas to meet you when you just thought they were going to have this nice, beautiful, glamorous day in this sanctuary that's all painted and finished. And here he is. And it says that this woman leaves her jug there. Oh, come on. She didn't need a jug anymore because she was a well herself. She became a fountain. And it says that she runs into her town and she begins to say this, come and see. Come and see the man that has told me everything about my life. And he didn't reject me. He didn't push me aside. He gave me the ultimate affirmation. He said, I'm the Messiah, and I didn't just come for a group. I came for an individual. And I didn't just come for the Jews. I also came for the Samaritans. And I didn't just come for the clean and polished. I came for the prostitutes and the immoral. Whoever drinks. Whoever drinks of me. Are you thirsty? Are you longing? Are you desperate? Are you searching? Are you hurting? Are you broken? Are you shame filled? Are you struggling? 
I'm telling you, there's a man today sitting at this well called Overflow, and he's saying, I want to give you a drink. And you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. History tells us about the future of this woman. We don't get it in the Bible, but, but if you study church history, this woman went on to become Saint Fatina and led a revival. She went on to have children. And this woman, history, again, history tells us that she died a martyr's death by being thrown in to an abandoned well. Some of the early church believed that this would, would classify this woman as one of the apostles. I don't necessarily hold that view, but you can't ignore her place in history. And all she did was drink of this beautiful man. All she did was made herself available to this river. Lord Jesus, today we're asking well in these people you would open up their heart that word in the Greek where he says out of your being some translations say belly that word in the Greek is the same word for womb God gave us a mandate about six or seven years ago where he said Overflow Church is going to be the house of the open womb and we saw it in the natural, we saw it in truth, but we also began to see it in spirit that God began to open up the womb of their spirit, that they were, they were able to dream again they were, they were able to have hope again